For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's about to go live. I'm excited. Maximilian, how are you doing, my friend? Way down there in Phoenix. I'm doing good now, Wolf. I can't complain. Top of the morning to you. I know it's uh, close to the bottom of the morning for you, but top of the morning here in the uh, Starks household. I can only imagine now. I got to ask you something because I know that while I was ensconced at home enjoying a labor-free Labor Day weekend sort of thing, uh, I, I, it was apparent to me that you were not enjoying the fruits of a Labor Day, labor-free weekend. Yes, I was laboring on Labor Day uh, <laughs> to get back home. Uh, I was in, I was in, so I was in New Orleans. Obviously, if you watched college football this weekend, was a right. great weekend of college football, and that Sunday night game uh, against Florida State and Louisiana State University uh, was a tremendous. Uh, ending to a game to a regular season right, game right i think one, one of the most electrifying i've been a part of uh if you go through it it's a comedy of errors you know <laughs> early on in that game um looking like the beginning of the season but the end i mean you couldn't you couldn't have, have, have orchestrated a better last four minutes a team is down two touchdowns um potentially tying it and then of course getting a second field goal blocked uh, Boy, oh boy! If I, hey, if I was a special teams coach, listen, my, my, I wouldn't even be able to sit down. My seat would be so hot <laughs> with what went down there. But no, but uh, it was just getting back home uh, for Monday to be home with the family on Labor Day. Um, but I did make it, and I did get to ride on uh, on a big plane, on a big boy plane. Big boy uh, plane, did you now? Yeah, I did from Dallas to uh, to Phoenix, so that was cool. I mean, I rode on the one when we flew down to Jacksonville. That was a nice plane. Okay, yeah, um, that's a Del- big boy plane. Yeah, but that so that was the second time I'd flown on that that type of plane, literally, but within a calendar thirty days. Um, so it was it was, it was just it was just cool to fly back on that. But I was exhausted. I was tremendously tired and. Uh, and I, I had to definitely catch catch a couple cat naps uh, Let me yesterday ask you, to catch myself up. I believe that you were texting me when. Uh, let's see, you you got to the back to the hotel after the game around midnight, then you had to catch a flight at four a.m. Am I correct in that, sir? Yeah, I had to get to the airport at four a.m. Yes, <laughs> catch my flight. At oh, five-ish. that just stinks. Yeah. That stinks. Oh, it was. All right, let me let me tell you, it was one of those things where you just close your eyes and then you open up and you're like. <laughs> wow, three hours went that fast, huh? That's is exactly what it is. Okay, all right. Well, well, that, that's all the sleep I'm gonna get right now. That's it's like on this airplane. That's it. We're but up I tell and you going. what, I did not know when we took off on either one of my flights. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can promise you that. <laughs> the second my guy, the person got into the seat next to me, and nobody else was coming in the row, buckled 
and out. And that's what I did. Out. <laughs> Over oh, and man. out. I was, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it, it was just, it was such fast, such a fast pace. But no, it was, but it was tremendous. I mean, you know, New Orleans is New Orleans, and right. and it's just, it's a place that gives you energy. But the second you get on the plane, it's like it sucks it away. It's like it's, a, it's like you can only have this energy while in New Orleans. You can't take it with you. You can't bottle it. You can't keep it. You got to enjoy it in the moment. And yeah, I, I, I felt the after effects, even though I didn't do anything. Didn't even go to Bourbon Street, Wolf. Oh, didn't my even go goodness. to Cafe Du Monde. You didn't go to didn't Cafe Du Monde, dude, with uh, the, them little donuts with the powder on them. There, there were so many people in New Orleans for oh, that game. Oh, man. The, the Superdome was sold out. It was 73,000, I no believe, kidding. was the attendance. Yeah, it was. And it was half and half. Half half LSU, half FSU. Everybody came out to rock. And then, of course, once we left the Superdome, they spilled out into the streets. So you weren't getting anywhere without, you know, without it being a long wait. You know, the French, the French Quarter is such a – it's a weird conglomeration of stuff. You know what I mean? There's just yes. a lot of stuff – there that i remember tunch and i were walking around down there one time you know and you go from this place to that place but they also had like like voodoo shops and stuff like that and it was like ooh, you know i mean it was it's it's crazy well i I thought i I was about to ask did you bring like holy water and were you like dashing it like left (laughs) and right as you You walk down hey bourbon street just just praying just praying and the whole covers covers me baby you know it yeah all right now here we go all right i'm a little confused all right, Max. The, okay, the Steelers. Confused. Here right. we go. The Steelers released their depth chart yesterday. Okay, and QB one is the Trubisky according to the depth chart. But where confusion starts to set in for guys of limited brain cells like me is quarterback two. It, it's listed as Mason Rudolph when Kenny Pickett was QB two. So what gives there, my friend? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is experience, right, Wolf? I think Kenny Pickett uh-huh. has preseason experience but mason rudolph has real life game experience and one thing we know about the steelers wolf you very 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 rarely outside of desperation which was ben do you put a rookie behind a veteran as your backup to go into the right. season i was about to give you three choices Okay. okay, this is what my Gordon came up with this morning, right? Number okay, one, let's hear it. the depth chart isn't worth the paper it's printed on, according to Mike Tomlin. Per Mike Tomlin, that's what he said before, right? And yes. then there's B, could it be an attempt to inflate Mason's trade value? Or uh, C, or three, whatever which way we're going here. Maybe going into the jungle of Paycor Stadium with Mason as a backup is a better idea than going with a rookie behind the veteran, right? Just what you said. I think it's C. Yeah. What say you? Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with C as well because I think C is the one where when you when you just sit back and think and take the emotion out of it, you take the draft status out of it, it makes sense. Would you, if you're starting a fifth-year quarterback and you have the option of having a first-year quarterback or another uh, fifth-year quarterback backing you up, what would you rather have? Because obviously the fifth-year quarterback has done enough to stay in the league for said five years. Right. No doubt about it. Yeah. So when you just think of it in those terms, that's how you that's how you do it. You front-load your experience, and then you allow the youngest of the group to watch and learn with no pressure. Absolutely. And, now you're talking some real sense there, my friend. 
You know, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I have about 10 left. I have about 10 cents left. I found a dime on the table. <laughs> hey, you got your sleep in, right? That's the important I did. thing. I did. If you, yes. you know, did you ever notice how your sense of humor just dries up when you got no sleep? Oh, yeah. No, it, it, because you're not, you're not there for the conjecture at that point. You're just you're there to just get things done. So so you've removed all the fun in your life because sometimes, you, you, you know, you know, the path is straight. But sometimes you might like to skip down the path. You might like to jump and bound side to side down the path. When you're tired, <laughs> it's just march down the path right down the middle and just get to the end line. I'm just trying to get to the finish line for the day. So, no, when you got sleep, you can, you, you can have a little more fun. You can get, get, a, get a little jazz hands going in the morning. <laughs> Your zip do dies there, right? Yeah, That's the and, thing and, about and, it. And, 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 and a D in between that zip do, you know, <laughs> zip de doo you know? <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about it. Look, before we go to break, because we're going to start breaking down this whole uh, depth chart, uh, because uh, we got a little late start here this morning. I'm sorry for the um, discombobulation at the very beginning. Uh, there, you know, I probably leaned on a button or two in here in the studio. I shouldn't have flashing buttons here in the studio, because you know yeah. how a moth is attracted to, like, the blue light? You know, the zappers? Bzz, you oh, know? yeah, absolutely. That's me. You know, you kind of lean forward. You go, wow, or a I cat and shiny objects. You know, whichever one you want. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, what yeah, we're yeah, gonna do? Yeah. We're gonna go to break. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna start breaking down this depth chart. We've already discussed with the quarterbacks, but we might want to push that a little bit further. But there's a whole lot more to discuss right here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. We are in the locker room. All right. It is, if it is happening in the world of sports, we are covering it in Western PA for the Steelers. Yeah. You tell us that voiceover guy. Put some I think respect West, on our name. I think Wes just fired off like like he's the ninja master. You know, you got yeah. you got to dance around. You got to make this work in the program somehow. He's testing your capabilities of being fluid on your feet. That's what it is. You know, I, I love I love a good game show where. You ha- it keeps you on your toes, like Family Feud style, right? You got to right. just guess what's going to happen, and you just react to it, and you just you go back into the huddle. I'm glad to have you in my huddle with me, Wolf, because we are in the locker room. Absolutely. And he's my and he's my and you're my locker mate, and I'm your locker mate. And then of course, Wes is definitely in the equipment room right it, now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing is, you don't want that guy. I forgot who was the host that like kiss everybody like. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, no. of course. We're, 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 not, we're not going there. No, that and that was all pre-COVID. You know, <laughs> you couldn't, yeah, it, you couldn't yeah, well, do that. <laughs> what, what was that? It was like $100,000 pyramid. And, I don't know. Uh, it was different goofy. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but anywho, we're, we're not doing that. Okay. We're, just giving, we're just giving high fives and pounds here. Okay. <laughs> yes, you got it. So Socially distanced uh, <laughs> type of things. <laughs> Boom. In fact, you can't be any more socially distanced than we are right now. So we are we are following the rules, Wolf. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're as far away as you can get, man. 
Three people in three different rooms doing one show. There it is. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. But but no. Return back. I mean, you teased it at the break that you know we're we're covering the 2022 Steelers opening day depth charts, and we started with the most important one, the one that made headlines uh, yesterday. It was on a ticker on ESPN. It was at Mitch Trubisky is at the helm of the offense as QB1. And we kind of talked about how the rest of that depth chart kind of played out with Mason Rudolph running backup duty for week one as it stands right now. Kenny Pickett in the hole um, at, the, at, the three, at the three spot. And talking about just how that looks. I know people are like, oh, my God, he's a first-round pick. Why isn't he starting? Or why isn't he the key backup, the first one to go in the game if anything should happen? And it's like, Let's just slow down. Let's just take a take a step backwards. Let's look at the big picture and understand how we get here. And I think when you go back, Wolf, what's one of the main things you were talking about when we looked at all three of these quarterbacks over the entirety of the preseason, when we were there at practice every day, watching each preseason game and seeing every snap that was thrown? Who had the highest accuracy, you felt, in, in, in that group? Well, early on, there was no doubt it was Mason Rudolph. Mason yeah. kept pushing the ball down the field and, and was, I thought, very competent in the way he was running things. So I thought he had a very good camp. No doubt that uh, Kenny Pickett had a, a very excellent camp for a young man. And it, Mitch Trubisky did very excellently well as, 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 as you know, as the other guys, but the fact is, Mitch is the guy, but you're right. I think the fact that you get a veteran, when you're going into Paycor Stadium, when you're going there with all the Cincinnatians and the uh, the chili-eating uh, crazies there, it's going to be it's going to be very loud. It's going to be a little bit chaotic. It's a first game out of the barrel. And then like it's like Kenny said, you know, preseason, we, preseason games are more about you than about the team. Now it's about the team. Okay, so now you got to move forward from there. And now this is an opportunity for Kenny to sit back and not have that pressure on him, to not have to come in and feel the nerves if anything should go wrong. And let's face it, last year in Paycor Stadium, we saw what the result was. We saw what happened as soon as we started that game, and it, right. it's not a good memory to have. No. So you can imagine – the juices are up. This is a team that you think of. Th this is also week one where it's an extension of last season, right? Right. This team is being celebrated as the AFC champions. This team went to the Super Bowl and was in said Super Bowl until the end of that game. Right. So there's a lot of emotion expectation. You have to think Paycor is going to be rocking. This is a rivalry style of game, and it's a, and this is Kenny's first experience with that. Mason has been through this. He's been through the whole thing of opening a season, being on the road, and being a guy that has said experience to be able to go handle that. And yes, for as great as Kenny did coming in, and he had the most ground to pick up, he made up a lot of ground. But yes, once again, the one ground he will not make up is experience. Mm. That's the one ground he won't make up so far so you get why you do this I, I think about it from back in my you know when I when I was on the team my rookie year coming into the season I didn't dress the first game of my mm -hmm. career and even though I was probably competent enough and skilled enough to handle the swing tackle duties 
I probably was ready <clears throat> at week one if 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 two if a guard went down or two guards went down and I had to go in at guard. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're you're planning for the worst case scenario of everything. And so the decision was made that hey, I wasn't gonna dress. And I wasn't gonna dress till they felt I had a full mastery of the offense right. to be able to potentially because the first time I did dress, I went in the game. Yeah. I was uh, I went in as a jumbo tight end. And then I also ended up replacing Marvell Smith against uh, against New England, and that was my first. That was my first. Oh, sorry, against Philly, against Philly, I had to go up against. Um, I, I went in and I came in at the right tackle position for Oliver Ross, and then the next game I came in for Marvell Smith when we played New England. So it was it was a maturation process, but I appreciated that. And I think Kenny appreciates that too. That hey, this is a process and. What are we in for when we're thinking about what we want out of Kenny Pickett for the long haul? We want this guy to be our quarterback for what? Years to come. What, you know, we talked about this time and time again, Will. Crockpot, not easy bake oven, right? Right, right. We want him to mature at a good rate. And as he shows competency, as he shows confidence in practice and during the week of real preparation where W's and L's count, then you will start to probably see some. I don't think this stays here, but I think this is a good start. You know what kills me? <clears throat> I lost you after Crock-Pot. I started thinking about my wife and the pork roast that she makes. And by golly, I was, like, getting confused there. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. Know, I know. I, see, I it was too early for food references. I get it. I get it. I, it, just, it just nailed me there, you know? I mean, you yeah. look at it, but, I'll, okay, I'm following you. Yeah, you, you know, the thing about it is let me ask you this because – just because we're on it, uh, when you didn't get a helmet for that first game, right? How'd yeah. you feel about that? This is a young guy. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of give you uh, a difference between you as a young guy and me in my ninth or tenth year. I remember when I, 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 I was injured, beat up, and and Chuck at that point in time said, "We're gonna sit you for a weekend." And I remember how down in the dumps I was, even though. I needed the time off because I was all beat up and all, you know, kind of had a couple injuries I was dealing with. But how did you feel when you didn't get a helmet for the first time? It, it, was, it was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit surreal um, knowing that I was not going to play um, in this game that I, was, that I was a part of. And, but at the same time, I also understood I wasn't ready. And the guy in front True. of me was Barrett Brooks. Barrett had been there, journeyman, yes. you know, 10-plus years in the league. And so I kind of – I understood that because this guy was also a mentor to me. And the blessing that I had by not dressing and being able to sit next to a guy who did dress but was not playing at the time, which was Barrett. Barrett was the backup swing guy. Um, it gave me a, a better time to kind of absorb things, to feel the moment, to feel the crowd, to feel the emotion – of this game when it when it actually was real and it allowed me to learn even more it made me more hungry to get into my playbook there you go <clears throat> to to make sure that I, <clears throat> see now now I pa you pass it on to me um <laughs> <laughs> i can dumb down it, any audience yeah, that's for yeah. sure it it gave me an opportunity to be more hungry like to to create that fire inside of me i already had a fire but it really stoked the flame, threw some logs on. Exactly. It was like, man, for the first time in my career, I'm not playing, you know, and, and I want to play. And I, did, I, didn't, I, I didn't go through college 
for four years without having a helmet and a uniform on. I always, I've always had a helmet. I've always had a jersey on game day. And to then come to that point where it's like, nope, nope, we only have so many. And we realize this isn't college anymore. Like, not everybody gets to dress just because you're on the roster doesn't right, mean you get right. a, a jersey. And so it, it just – it was a fire – but I appreciated it also in the moment because it gave me a chance to really learn. Because I'm big on analysis. I'm big on analyzing and figuring things out. I like finding solutions. And this was one of those opportunities. So it can go either way. It's about the, the mental makeup of the man that, you know, deciding how do we proceed with this. You know, because I look in college, and now kids have to play. Kids have to dress, or else you lose them. They're gone, and that, they, you know they can right. be gone and declare in the portal in a heartbeat now. But at the pros, is still an old-fashioned way of things: merit-based earnings. Exactly. You, you earn the opportunity, and Kenny's bank account is on is at zero <laughs> because. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. yeah, yeah, you got you got some free, you know, you, you got a free checking bonus uh, when you signed up for the account. But at the end of the day, the spendable income that you have, he doesn't have that experience yet. So this is an opportunity for him to gain experience in a safe environment without losing. Whereas, you know, in years past, or you get guys who are drafted high and and you don't have free agency, you have to throw a guy to the wolves. It can make or break a guy. And I always make the reference. When we think of like the Ryan Leafs of the world, we mm-hmm. think of the David Cars and the guys who are ruined by the experience. But I also look for each one of those guys you have an Aaron Rodgers, True. a Drew Brees, a Philip Rivers, right? You have individuals who had to learn. Dak Prescott, right? Dak was going was slated to sit behind Tony, but Tony gets injured. Same thing with Ben. Ben was slated to to be behind. All of these other quarterbacks, but injuries happened to all three of them, which pushed Ben into that position. But that wasn't the plan. So if you have a play, Pat Mahomes yep. sat behind Alex Smith. Yep. You see that and you say, okay, this is what we need. And then even Carson Wentz, think about Carson Wentz. Where's Carson Wentz now? Yeah. Carson Wentz is on his third team. Yep. So it's not always great to rush a guy into the fire just because he was drafted high. That means the potential is for this guy to be a long-term contributor. That's why you draft first-round draft picks. You can build your team around them. Kenny Pickett's a guy you can build the team around. Well, hold on. But, Let me, here's yeah. the part I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to bring out, okay? Think about okay. this. Back in your time, remember B.A. didn't want to and then did start Dennis Dixon when he had to, all right? And I remember, yeah. remember it. I think it was Baltimore. Was it Baltimore? I can't remember. It was Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. So during this time, I remember afterwards he was he was furious because he said I trusted him. I trusted him, and it was something I I can't remember what happened, but it was just about he emphasized and was talking to me about the trust he had in you know different guys. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that yeah. you he yep. had to have absolute 100 percent confidence that. That person could handle it, whether it's code words, playbook, you know, technique, what have you. You were going to get the full spectrum, and and you didn't have to worry about or play call according to what you had out on the field. Do you know the difference? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you got somebody out there, you're not sure you're positive that is going to be able to facilitate what you want done when you call a play, you're going to call the game differently. And so – 
I remember that it was just he was emphasizing to me that each guy, he, he had to wait on guys because he, he needed to know that they were capable. Like when A.B. first got on the field. You know, A.B. didn't get on the field for a while because he had to be sure that A.B. was going to be where he was supposed to be, those sorts of things. And I, I never really understood that from the the perspective of an offensive coordinator until I talked to B.A., you know what I mean? No, absolutely. I mean, that that's where that's – where. so in the preseason, it's, it's, it's the learning period, right. right? It's the no harm, no foul. These don't matter. We want to see progress. But when you get into the regular season – where it counts, where each decision puts you further or closer to a win, that's when it changes. You know, we always talk about that, the, you know, your, your butt gets a little bit tighter, <laughs> right, <laughs> on things. So we have big uh, butts. <laughs> yeah, we do. But, buns of steel there. Uh, but, you ha- <laughs> but you have to be able to – you have to be able to trust implicitly – that everybody else in that huddle knows everything that's going on. So you want to make sure that when somebody is inserted into said huddle that understands everything, that they're also on the same page. Because we're always talking about who is the weakest link. You don't want any weak links when you step in. You want the best 11 out there, but you also want 11 on the same page. You want 11 guys who are going to follow the directions and give the offensive coordinator the latitude to call anything because he's seeing it from a different perspective and he thinks this is the best way for us to be successful. So you don't want to have to sit there and say, I have this play sheet for this guy, I have this play sheet for that guy, and I have this play sheet for the other guy. You want to say, this is the play sheet. Do you get everything that's on it? Right. Do you understand every single thing that's on this page? If you, if you don't, I'm not putting you in. I, 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 can't, I can't, hey, as I said, can't win with him. Can't win right. with him. You don't want to have that doubt in your mind, so there has to be implicit trust on the offensive coordinator, on the head coach, and every player that is dressing that day, everybody's on the same page. Everybody gets their, their route concepts. Everybody gets their blocking assignment. Everybody understands what is going on at any given moment. And granted, yeah, hey, listen, a couple times, yes, did we have some guys out there that did not know, but it was not in a crucial position. <laughs> Everybody that was out there for a crucial position understood what it was and could bring some guys along. You, there, there, there's, there's no, there's no handholding at the quarterback position. There's no handholding at the X receiver position. There's no handholding even at the tight end position. But you can hide a guy at guard, right? You can't, ha- can't hide anybody at center though. Center, <laughs> that, that's the, that's the one that nope. is the captain of the O line, de facto captain of the O line. He's got to put us in the right position right out the gate. And he can't be wrong because it, it has a ripple effect um, along the offensive line. So there's certain positions where you need the guy to be experienced, and I think that's what it is. Getting Kenny Pickett that requisite money in the bank, so to speak, so that when he does step up to that position, if he is a number two, if he does have to start at any point, he's fully aware and he understands the gravity of the situation. So – I'm okay with it, but yeah, there is experiences, and you know. And for me, we to get back to the original statement, I was I was happy to have that because I, a I knew I was on the roster first and right. foremost. Right. I was in the I made the top fifty three, baby. That's it. <laughs> I was happy. I was happy. I don't care where what number it was. 
if it was 17 or if it was 53, I was in that roster group and I was excited about being there and I knew that my time was coming. But like I said, it gave me extra time to understand, to get myself acclimated to the NFL and what this means. Because this is a di- you thought preseason was fast, Kenny? Wait till you get to the regular season when things count, money's on the line. Hey, grown men have incentive bonuses in place <laughs> for their performances, and you are the object of their incentive bonus. It's a whole different thing now. It is completely different. Absolutely. Look, we're going to step aside, all right? Coming up next, Max and I are going to keep breaking down the depth chart because you know why, Max? It's game week, baby. Let's go. It's time to get ready for those chili-eating Cincinnatians. And that's all going to happen right here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the locker room. You are listening live. He's Wolf. I'm Starks. And we are trudging through the 2022 depth chart. Um, Like I said, we we talked about the last couple of things, the last couple of segments, just talking about the quarterback position and obviously the reason why making sure everybody's has called the emotions and they understand the gravity of the situation um, with the Steelers depth chart. But, you know, most importantly, you know, Wolf, as we look at the rest of the depth chart, because obviously quarterback is important, True. but the, the other 10 out of those 11 is also important and how it falls. So, you know, I just want, kind of want to run through and let, let's look at the wide receivers. I think that's the next oh, yeah. one that we look at. Um, you know, obviously Deontay Johnson slotted at one wide receiver position as the starter. And you have Chase Claypool and George Pickens at the other two receiver positions. But Wolf, there's something different about this. They list 12 starters. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because like me, you got bad math. <laughs> <laughs> bad math however you want to put it i mean yeah you know it, it, but it's always funny right because we talk about the the position flexibility right today's nfl right is yeah. mainly 11 personnel yes so, so you got a fullback you, yeah you got a fullback in there it's yes. like, it's like, and that literally makes it 12 personnel out there because well, there's 12 guys listed. 12 guys, I know. I just thought, I'm sitting there going, uh, carry the one and let's see what's up. Uh, <laughs> trying to do the math in my head. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm drowning here, Max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. But I think the biggest thing is that, you know, the fullback position, although we very rarely used, yes. um, Derek Watt would be the fullback going into the game. So when you look at the depth chart, you're like, you're only supposed to list 11. Ah, it's paper. It's paper. <laughs> it's not what's going on the field. It's not what's going on the field. We're saying that if we ran 12 personnel, Derek Watt would be the first one. Yes. But if we run 11 personnel, it would be these three wide receivers. So, you know, for people looking at it, that's just – Simply listing because obviously Derek fullbacks the uh, Derek Watt is the only fullback Derek fullback he is Derek fullback um, but he's the only one listed at the fullback position and you don't list him in the running back position because he if he comes into the game it's not as as a running back it is as a full fledged fullback so you just 
picking the guys that are the tops of their position. So when you look at the depth chart, first, second, third, and fourth even, and I guess this one goes all the way to fifth. I don't know. That's like training camp. You yeah, there's no that. fifth team. Yeah, there's no fifth team. There's not even a fourth team. Uh, but There's but not really fourth, even a third team in essence. I got no, you. No. But you there's know what? leftovers at third. There's leftovers. At <laughs> yeah, third. yeah. Here's the thing about it: if there really was a third team, you, you, you'd be gone, basically. You know, pretty much. That's the P squad. That's the P squad guys. There's a couple of interesting things about this depth chart. Number one is uh, Derek Watt, Connor Hayward. That's an interesting diametric there. You know what I'm talking about? Because exactly. they're very similar, yet they've got some parts to them that I think are, are significant to each one of their own. I mean, I take a Derek Watt and a Connor Hayward. Either one could play fullback. Either one could play H-back. Connor probably – the thing about it is Connor runs good routes. We saw that in training camp. I mean, he ran routes like a good tight end. You know what I mean? Yes. Even a yes. high-end tight end in, in some cases there. But when you talk about Derek Watt, um, we're talking about a guy with superb skills on the special teams. So they bring their own values in different ways. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, th- this is a guy and Derek Watt where you, we talked about it. he's a thunderbolt, right? Yeah. He's a core four guy that can give you punt return, punt coverage, kickoff return, kickoff coverage. So when we say core four, it's all four of the other elements of special teams. We don't count field goal squad in that or field goal block because that's mainly designed by the core of your offensive and defensive yeah. lines and that personnel. So when we say core four, that's what we're talking about, the punt units and the kick units. Um, so so that's where Derek Watt really shines. That's where his expertise and forte is, a guy who is essentially a battering ram because that's what a fullback is. A fullback's yeah. a battering ram for all intents and purposes. He's a so cement head. Well. We, we say that. Exactly. We say that lovingly. He's a bucket head, cement head, just like, you know. That's Square one of the guys. jaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys who's kind of like us, only he's just not as heavy. <laughs> no, he's not as heavy, and he and they would actually trust him to hold the football in like a dive situation. Unlike us. Yes, that's true. They would not trust us at all with the football. Even though, even though we do line defensive linemen up there at those positions, and they may or may not get the ball. I think of Haloti Nada running a fullback position. Oof. I was just like, why? Why are you doing this? Do you remember the like, fridge? Playing the, the oh, in the Super Bowl sure, when he hit Steve Nelson, Nelly just about oh. knocked him out. I mean that was that was a devastating blow. You got the fridge at about three seventy five. I know when I played against him, uh, it was at eighty five. The fridge was three seventy five. I mean he was huge. You couldn't when you when we played them in in Chicago at the stadium. They shot the the end zone level so low that when we were coming. From the south to the north, I believe it was. They yeah. shot so that the Chicago defense, the end zone shot, was from behind the Chicago defense. You couldn't even see me when the fridge was lined up over me. You could see my hand on the ground, but that was it. <laughs> he was That well, was you, a large backside. Well, you know what that reminded me of? What's that? When uh, when Doug Ligurski went up against Albert Hainsworth. Oh, yeah. There you go. That, 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 that's one that was like, okay, so this is what it feels like. To be to be the small guy on the roof. Yes. I tell you what, Doug Ligurski, just like Craig Wolfley, can battle. That is a war horse you want in your trench. <laughs> you have to listen. You, you you have to baby. Hey, it's, listen. It, it, you know, it's elbow, it's elbows and knuckles at that point. <laughs> Everything's goes. legal. 
Everything's legal. <laughs> oh, and it was back in the day, was it not? Oh man! Oh gosh! I, you know, I, so my friend sent me a highlight reel. It was, I think it was a seventy-seven like CBS broadcast of the Steelers game, and it was show it was showing showing Jack Lambert highlights on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. And my buddy goes, literally all of his highlights are all illegal in the NFL. That's that's pretty much it. Do you remember yeah. Cody Wallace? Right. Oh yeah. Oh all yeah. Right. When Cody went after the fumble. Oh, do you remember that? I was on the sideline standing there. Cody went after a fumble, and he punched his way to the bottom in a, well, uh, not a gentlemanly manner, (laughs) as uh, a a few guys caught it, uh, like, below the belt. And he came back. Now, listen to this, Max. He comes back to the sidelines after the play is over, and he's standing there, and I'm watching it on the Jumbotron, okay? (laughs) They got the whole thing. On the jumbotron, and Cody comes over by me. And goes, he goes. I kind of threw a couple punches. Did anybody notice? I said, Oh no, I don't think so. And I pointed up at the jumbotron, <laughs> and he just went, Oh no. <laughs> so my mom's gonna see that. Yeah. So mom and dad are gonna see that. That's how you think of. I can't believe. It. <laughs> oh, listen, that was listen. so funny. I was dying but, with laughter. Religion is fluid in the middle of a pileup, okay? Religion is fluid. Just remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it, sometimes, you, you you know, for the greater good, you got to sacrifice. There's a little martyrdom going on there when you get down there because you realize you got to get that ball by any means oh, necessary. Man. And <laughs> Cody, oh, oh, I'll just, the look on his face when he said, nobody saw that today. I just, <laughs> just watch the jumbotron for a moment there, bud. Hey, it looks good here. Yeah. I mean, you technically don't connect your fist with said area. <laughs> it's just implied. Yeah. So, therefore, there is some ambiguity the with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, the Jumbotron doesn't have speakers, so you're good. It doesn't have actually a live sound of the guy screaming in pain. Hey, you just hit hey Cody, you seem, to be, you seem to have ticked off a few, few people over there on that sideline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the best the, – so the best – up I was in. Oh no! Was we're in San Diego, <laughs> and we had a fumble. <laughs> oh, hold on, Max. We're losing you for a so, sec. Something's coming oh, okay. on. You there? Oh, oh. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. You know what? Maybe we better go Hello? to break and and reload this on the other side. Oh, okay. All right. How about that? Let's go to break. All right. And All we right, got to reset because we're losing your, your mic there. You're going in and out, okay? So we're going to be back with more of the depth chart. And my, okay. we're gonna, we got Max's favorite pileup. <laughs> He's going to tell us all about it when we get back on SNR. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.